Well, hello, hello. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Amen, amen. I am so excited about Jesus today. I tell you, it is just a great day. I've had a great day. And, you know, I hope you've had a blessed day too. I mean, we have been, we were on the go today. Mm-hmm. We're on the go. Had a great conference. Had a great time at a conference today that, whoo, it made you think. That man of God made you think. Yep, it was a Christian conference. I like to bless myself when it comes to opportunities where you get a chance to learn about the Lord. Yeah, I mean, you're continuing to, we call it sharpening the saw. I know that that's uh, uh, something that Stephen Covey mentioned in his book, Sharpening the Saw. Well, you want to stay up on what's going on with, uh, you know, with what it is that you believe in. You know, it. I thank God for the different church functions and opportunities and pastors. Yeah, I do. I thank God for that. But he also gives uh, conference time and study time where you may not get a chance to actually be in the hanging out with uh, scholars. Yeah, we're talking about biblical scholars today. Yeah, I gave that away, of course. Uh, you may not get a chance to hang out with them. You may not get a chance to sit in the classroom with them, you know, because that's something else too. Usually when you work with scholars, it's like they're in a classroom setting. So here was an opportunity. Mm-mm-mm where the Grider Winget Lectures in Theology took place today at the, um, at the, well, Emmanuel, it's the church there here in uh, St. James here in the greater Kansas City, Missouri area, St. James United Methodist Church. And it was a all day event, but I tell you, the sponsorship was the uh, who sponsored the event was St. Paul School of Theology. You had Nazarene Theology Seminary and the Central Seminary, also, and St. James uh, United Methodist Church were the hosts so they were the ones that uh, gave their the the buildings and the building and the amenities and definitely the people the volunteers big shout out to starla sister starla was one of the helpers now i didn't get a chance to chat with the other helper that blessed us so gave you know get the registration you know you need people to to be able to help during a time of when you're having an event. So that's why we ask for volunteers all the time, you know, volunteer, let's, let's do something. Well, here are three seminaries in the greater Kansas city, Missouri area. If you are alumni of any of those seminaries, uh, drop a line, drop something in the chat saying, Hey, I'm an alumni of the uh, Nazarene 
Theological Seminary or St. Paul, or I went to Central Seminary here in the greater Kansas City, Missouri area. Well, they hosted this and the speaker, the scholar that they brought in was Dr. Willie James Jennings. And he spoke on a uh, the topic of Christian building, rethinking the work of building communities, institutions, and faith. And man, I tell you, I was sitting on the edge of my seat <laughs> all morning. We got there and it started at nine o'clock this morning. We got there and was sitting on my, the edge of my seat. And then, of course, they had lunch. And then I was kind of sitting back like this after lunch, leaning back a little bit, <laughs> trying to keep my eyes open. But then, you know, he started kicking some facts and and uh, educating and doing all that scholarly stuff, huh? going into the details. It's, it's about the details of what happened. Well, it says that this event is made possible by the Grider Winget Lectureship on theology established in 1983 by Mrs. Mabel Franson-Wingett in memory of Dr. J. Kenneth Grider and Dr. Wilfred L. Wingett. And Dr. Grider was a graduate of a number of prestigious institutions receiving his Bachelor of Arts from Olivet Nazarene University and his Doctor of Philosophy from Glasgow University. He served as Professor of Theology at Nazarene Theological Seminary from 1953 to 1992. Dr. Ringett was a 1955 graduate of Nazarene Theological Seminary, receiving his Bachelor of Divinity and received his Doctorate of Philosophy from Vanderbilt University. He was also the recipient of the NTS's Preacher of the Year Award, 1980. And you know, that right there, that's in, in memory. So they do this, they educate, bring in uh, speakers. And this is where, I don't know why more people weren't there, but they had a great registration process that uh, was easy to do. And this man, Dr. Willie James Jennings, we're going to chat a little, talk a little bit about him a little bit later on here in a second and get some detail. But this is the, this is the pamphlet that they sent out, that they handed out. Cool pamphlet. And guess what? Well, you know, bruh says, I even got the brother's autograph. Mm -hmm, I did. There it is. It's this autograph. Now, you know, why, why talk about Bible scholars? You know, I think that what's important to realize and understand is that God, when it comes to studying the word of God and wherever, whatever level you are, as you know, you may not be called to be a Bible scholar, but maybe, you know, you need to be digging in it. You need to be studying. I do. I believe that you need to study the word of God to really make it happen, make it come alive for yourself and where you can explain and witness and testify and minister and teach others because we're all held accountable yeah and i say accountability that's not a bad word 
Yeah, it's not a bad word. It's not a word to run from. It really isn't. Well, let me just go ahead and share my slide. Let me share my slide here. I'm going to Oh, let's see. Well, let's go ahead and add it here. All right. So Black Bible Scholars. Now, this is, we're coming on the end of Black History Month. This is the uh, month that has been set aside where uh, the uh, America uh, kind of gives opportunities for uh, Black talks and Black uh, Black history moments and and. They seems like they tolerate it in that, but you know, one thing about it, I always say that as an African American woman, I'm going to talk about it pretty much every day that I live, right? And but the thing about it is that there's also the side of being African American that makes it even better, and that's the side of being being saved, being a Christian, and. Uh, really rightfully, oh, I'm kind of jumping ahead, but let's look at a few scriptures. We're talking about Bible scholars and black Bible scholars in particular. I was kind of curious to know, you know, who are they? Who, who do we consider in our time and generation? Who's out there really digging in the word of God? Now, you know, there are all kinds of Bible scholars and we read from the commentaries that they have set, uh, Charles Spurgeon, uh, the different commentaries. And, and I read from the commentaries and the different readings from the different Bible scholars. I did that Sunday when we were on the on the go uh, together with him broadcast. I did that and, you know, reference Bible scholars and what's already been written. But what about black Bible scholars? Well, we're going to look at a little bit. There's a couple that really not very many when when they're out there and they are uh, they're into the doctorate. They have a doctorate in the studies in it, um, you know, to where that makes them the scholar and they've educated themselves and in a particular niche of studying the Bible. Now, I want to give a big shout out to number one, uh, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I just thank him. You know, if it wasn't for the word in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Come on. It was made flesh. I give a big shout out to our God. Uh, and then, you know, I thank God for the men and women, because we have a woman here that has uh, taken on the mantle of a scholar. The men and women of God that go out and study and just make it real and plain for the people in in the pulpit. Yeah. Blessings like Dr. Anthony Clark. <laughs> Dr. Anthony Clark is a Bible scholar. He is. Blessings to you, Dr. Clark. Uh you know, it, they make it real for the people that they minister to. And that's a big shout out to all uh, pastors and teachers and uh, ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ, making it real, keeping it real uh, for the people that they're ministering to. And big shout out to you as a child of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, a child of the one and only true God. Yes, 
big shout out to you that your interest is is really about growing and developing in the word too. You know, you're interested in that. That's something that that you don't shy away from when it comes to who, who you know, who's preaching. What about the word of God? You, you're down for church. You're down for the word of God. You're down for the Bible study. You're down for digging into the word of God and getting that revelation. Big shout out to you. Big ups to you. Let's go ahead and turn to Habakkuk chapter 2. Habakkuk chapter two, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and see if I can share this. I have it already. All right, yeah, let's do Habakkuk chapter two. Now it's a little bit. No, it's about twenty verses up in here, but there's a verse that we're gonna get to here that is going to be kind of the highlight of what we're looking at doing. So I'm just gonna go ahead and share my screen. And we're going to get on over here to this Chrome tab and check out Habakkuk chapter. Well, I'll just read it. You guys open up your Bibles. Yeah, open up your Bibles. Habakkuk chapter 2. And I'll go on over here and read from here. I have my Bible. I thank God for my Bible. Amen. Uh, The Word of God is rich and true. And I love listening to it too. Oh, we need to, yeah, turn that into a wrap. Come on. All right. Habakkuk chapter two. I'm going to start at verse one. I will stand at my guard post and station myself on the tower and I will keep watch to see what he, that's capital letter H, will say to me and what answer I will give as his spokesman when I am reproved. Hmm. Verse two. Then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and engrave it plainly on clay tablets so that the one who reads it will run. That is just magnificent. You know, that just touches my heart. I thank God that, you know, God answers the prophet and that's what this uh, this section, this uh, this verse is talking about, this chapter in Habakkuk, that God answers the prophet. But, you know, the fact that God is, uh, he uses, use the men of God as, um, you know, he told them, write the, write the vision, make it plain and engrave it plainly on clay tablets. So write it down. That's also a scripture that I like to use when I'm trying to see which direction I need to go in and in pretty much everything that I do. That's just good wisdom. And God just says, look, you know, he's in partnership. He's going to give the inspiration. Hallelujah. Of what it is that needs to be written down to man, to a man, to mankind and say, hey, engrave it plainly on clay tablets. Why? So that the one who reads it will run. Now, you know, there's a, we'll run, we'll be able to pick it up. And and there's something to think about. There's a time when I hear the word of God, oh my goodness. And, you know, I just know that that word is for me. Huh? How many of you know that, that that word is for you? 
And so what you'll do is you'll take that word, you'll hide that word. And it's like, you'll take that word, you'll walk with that word, you'll pray that word, declare that word, because you know that that word is for you. Well, that's the, that's what he says. Look, take it and so that the one who reads it will run. Well, you use it and, and be inspired by it. Another thing that happens when I read that word, I get to shout and I get happy when I think about, when I read about <laughs> what he's done and what he's going to do and who he is. I get, oh, I get excited. So thank God for Habakkuk chapter two, verses one and two. All right. Now, uh, let's look at second Timothy. That's in, in the new Testament. Second Timothy four, chapter four, verse two. We'll look at that. Amen. Praise God. Second Timothy four, verse two. Now this is for preachers. Huh? He says, Preach the word as an official messenger. Now, this is Timothy. So this is Paul talking to Timothy, who was a pastor. But, you know, this is something that the instruction, this is a letter to Timothy. Well, it's a letter to, as an example of also how we as ministers of the gospel, how we need to handle it. Preach the word as an official messenger. Be ready. When the time is right and even when it is not, keep your sense of urgency, whether the opportunity seems favorable or unfavorable, whether convenient or inconvenient, whether welcome or unwelcome. And this is reading out of the Amplified Bible. Hmm? Correct those who Air in doctrine or behavior, warn those who sin, exhort and encourage those who are growing towards spiritual maturity with inexhaustible patience and faithful teaching. Whoa, you know, so uh, correct those who err in doctrine or behavior. Now, you know, that's something that when, you know, people say, okay, well, don't judge me. Well, we need to use wisdom in that. The main way that we correct those who err in doctrine or, or wisdom as believers is to just live, live the truth, live the truth. And then as pastors, which he was speaking to Timothy, him being a pastor, you know, it's like, okay, I want you to correct those who are in error or doctrine or behavior. If folks are doing wrong, maybe they don't know it's sin, but they're doing it because that's just what the world does. That's what they were used to doing. But then as we learn the word of God, we once we know better, we do better. Warn those who sin, exhort and encourage those who are growing towards spiritual maturity. But here's what I like about the explanation, the the expounding on the word of God in this verse here. It says, with inexhaustible patience. So if you're patient, love, you're loving, you're doing all this in love. (laughs) Love is patient, the word of God says. Love is kind. So you're not trying to bite people's head off and embarrass them all up in public or you know, uh, just shaking your finger, wagging your tongue, shaking your finger, belittling them. And no, uh, with inexhaustible patience, 
and faithful teaching. So you got to keep on doing it. Sounds like being a parent, doesn't it? Sounds like being a parent to me. Amen. Praise God. All right. And this is uh, the last verse we're going to look at. And then we're going to look at a couple of people here. A couple of black Bible scholars. Oh, my goodness. Praise God. Let's look at uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. Let's go there. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. And it says, study and do your best to present yourself to God approved, a workman tested by trial, who has no reason to be ashamed, accurately handling and skillfully teaching the word of truth. Ah, come on, come on. Now look, that right there, God says, study, study (laughs) y'all. Don't shoot from the hip. Don't don't uh, uh, do uh, say what it is that you think is right. Well, I think we really don't care what you think because you don't have a heaven or a hell. Hmm? In my opinion, no. Come on, because if you study, if you study the word of God, you will see God will show you. He will show you the secret things. He'll, He'll show you clearly what he's talking about. Study and do your best. Hmm? Oh, not perfect, but pressure away to do your best. Make your life that living testimony. Hmm? That presenting yourselves, your body is a, a living sacrifice. Wanting to act up, but won't act up because you want to present yourself to God. Huh? To God approved. You want him to approve you. A workman tested by trial. Mm-mm-mm. Lord mercy. Yeah, you know, we uh, in everything give thanks in the situations that we find ourselves in. Look, I know that it's not pretty. It's not fun in any way. There's some things we go through. It's not fun. But what is it? It's a trial. We're being tested. Hmm. Yeah, but then I know I get, I come through, I get through by God's grace, his help, his mercy, and who has no reason to be ashamed. I done tested it. I done studied. I done read. I done presented my body. I done said no to sin. huh? I done uh, sacrifice. I brought the sacrifice of praise and obedience, all that accurately handling and skillfully teaching the word of truth. What a what a great scripture. Also to Timothy. This is Paul telling and talking to Timothy. Huh? What a wonderful, wonderful scripture. If you have a scripture that keeps you going, let me know. Let me know. Put it in the chat and we'll read it for you. Okay. Okay. Thank you for the love. Somebody uh, gave us a, a a little heart there. Thank you for the love. God bless you. All right, let's let's talk about this sister here. Okay, I think this is it here. Let me go here and we'll look at the next one. Black. We're talking about black Bible scholars. The Reverend Doctor Renita J. Weems. Mm-hmm. The Reverend Doctor. Renita J. 
wings and she is a bible scholar i have an excerpt here of her speaking and let's go ahead and share in that all right let's do this excerpt do they want it is a blessing and a curse that i have what they call crossover appeal so I have to find out now, are they asking for Renita, the academic, the professor, the biblical scholar, the one who has a PhD in Old Testament studies? Or are they asking for, is this an engagement for Renita, the preacher, the minister, the ordained clergywoman, or are they inviting Renita, the public thinker, the writer, and Yes, they are all the same woman, but different venues call for different sides of yourself. And I have often gotten to places where I came as one person, but they were expecting somebody else. <laughs> and so writing becomes a way for me to try to bring, how did those three women emerge? And how, did they, and how have they coexisted with one another? And what ways have they collided? And in what ways have they nourished and nurtured? And so as a Bible scholar, as someone whose dissertation is in the area of prophetic religion and the prophets especially, the prophetic books always begin with what we call the superscription. Jeremiah, I, Jeremiah, a prophet called by God. And then he lists, uh, called under the reigns of well, Jehoiakim and Jehoiakim and, and Josiah and, 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 and Hezekiah. And, and all the prophets began with a, a, a superscription, most of them, not all of them. And that is an important point, but that's for introduction to Old Testament class or introduction to Hebrew Bible class. But most uh, of the major prophets, by all means, began with a superscription because when God calls the prophet, God calls the prophet in history, not in spite of history, but in history and, and within a particular historical moment and historical context and autobiographical writing, memoir writing, journaling puts you on speaking terms or it ought to put you on speaking terms with your historical context. And so when you get my age, you are tracing the cable of your life. You are tracing the cable of how you got to where you are. When you are my age, you are trying to find out how you got to where you are, and it is a cable tracing efforts to find out how did you get from here because that is what mentoring is so much about the first thing they want to know how did you how can you and tell me have you ever experienced and and if you find yourself in this situation how do you deal with and so people want the story of your life and there's one writer, I think it was Cesar Bivares, that says that we do not remember history, we remember moments. We remember moments. 
And so I began tonight with just wanting to share with you if, as, a, as, a, as the first of this and the only of that and, and, and all of the, what the clapping and the standing ovation and all of that meant. I want to talk about tracing that cable. I want to talk just for the moments that I have with something about the, the writing of a woman's life. As Carolyn Hyrbron, the former professor at Columbia University, one of the books that changed my life, a little tiny little book called Writing a Woman's Life. And she talks about what happens when a woman sits down to start wanting to write her life and what 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 stories does she tell and what stories do she not does she not tell and 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 how do you impose and again all of this you know I'm, I'm just going to kind of ramble here to say all of this is still very tied to my being a, a an old testament scholar because the whole point of the bible are stories that were selectively told I often tell students that this is not about what, what God said, but what Moses said God said. And so it is about moments that are brought together and a narrative is imposed on it. And meaning is imposed on it. Life, Kierkegaard said, is lived going forward, but it is only understood looking back. It is only when you look back on it that you begin to see a meaningfulness being worked out in you. It is only when you, when you are going through it, you're just trying to get through it. But you do not, you cannot really see the hand of God or see purpose being worked out in you, see meaningfulness being worked out in your situation until you look back. We will understand it better by and by. Okay, yeah, so that was uh, a talk that she did. She did that talk at uh, Rise Together Mentorship uh, Network. It was a conference. I believe it was 2018 that that was uh, presented, that she did that presentation. Yep, Bible scholar, Reverend Dr. Renita J. Weems. And uh, we know that the word of God is the inspi inspired. It's inspired by God. Men wrote it, but it, God told them to write it. It was an inspiration, a supernatural inspiration, a spiritual connection that God had with the men of God that wrote the word of God. So we definitely trust what God says in his word. Amen. All right. Let me go ahead and we're going to share the next. Now, this we talked about Dr. Willie James Jennings already. We talked about uh, how he uh, we, we did check him out today. <laughs> and he was the black Bible scholar at the Grider Winget lecturers in theology series and it was hosted today at the St. James United Methodist Church. Uh, the There were three seminaries, the local seminaries that are here in the greater Kansas City, Missouri area, St. Paul School of Theology, Nazarene Theological Seminary, and the Central Seminary that, um, that uh, presented this. They came together and work to present this this man of God uh, during during his talks and it was really it was out of sight now you know here 
I'm just going to give a little testimony and how I found this. Now, I, I was inspired to, you know, I said, Lord, you know, we we listen and we read and, you know, the different books and commentaries and reference the the uh, the scholars, the Bible scholars from way back. And, you know, there's some Bible scholars that they'll that they'll reference from time to time, but it's the usually the usual Bible scholars. And then I was just wondering, I'm like, well, where are the black Bible scholars Hmm? and where are the black Bible scholars that were given or given it to this generation? And of course, we can talk about the different pastors and bishops, the heavy hitters. I'm talking about the bona fide uh, men and women of God that pastor and preach in the pulpits of the churches that God has. And we give, give thanks for those people. Uh, what Bishop TD Jakes, you, you know, he, I might not have a doctor in front of his name, but man, that man of God goes, doesn't he? Bishop Noel Jones. And, you know, there are many bishops and men of God, women of God that, have taken on the mantle of scholars. But this gentleman, Dr. Willie James Jennings, uh, I do have a little snippet from uh, a talk that he had, and we're going to listen to that right quick. Now, let me do that. All right, here we go. And I think our most important intellectuals have been and will continue to be the storytellers. My dad sparked the questions for me by the way in which he welcomed everybody to our table. You know, back in those days, the Jehovah Witnesses would knock on your door constantly. The Mormons would come through. They all thought my dad was on the on the cusp of conversion, but he wasn't. I mean, he was he was a serious Christian, but he just liked to listen, and he liked to ask questions, and he liked to see he liked to see a mind at work. And so he said, "Okay, so now why do you why do you think that that's what did it for me? Watching him do his work, I'm like, okay, this is a lot of fun." You know, we academics, you know, we often write books for other academics. I tr- I'm trying not to write that way, but we tend to do that. So I was pleased to be able to write a commentary that I could give to anybody. People are asking really important questions about God. And the question for all of us who are in, in this educational endeavor is can we hear them? Can we hear the, the God questions being asked? You can show them that they're asking a question about God, even though they may not think they're asking a question about God. They're asking about a question about God's life and their life. They're asking about a question about what makes God happy, what makes God unhappy. They're, they're doing all that. And what they need is for somebody to say, you know, that's kind of what you're doing. And once, once someone realizes that's what they're doing, the fire begins. So many Christians have been given a faith that polices first, and then it seeks to join other people second. Which is to say, so many Christians have been given a faith that is on guard against um, bad or heretical ways of thinking, bad or immoral ways of living. And so their first impulse is to um, look out at the world with suspicion and wonder, um, that's a terrible impulse. It's, it's the opposite impulse of God becoming flesh. 
God did not become flesh and say, okay, what can I fix? <laughs> the, the theology is supposed to be about entering in fully into the beauty, the heartbeat, the life of the world, and in entering in to offer a different way forward. What it means for a Christian, what it means for, for theology, for the training of Christians in their thinking and living to do its work properly, is to, um, is to learn how to enter the, the rhythm and the heartbeat of the world. That's first. Okay, that was Calvin College that presented that, that did that interview, and that's super cool. They did a, a great job on that. So, yeah, uh, Dr. Willie James Jennings uh, is a scholar, and what he did, he spoke on, uh, he spoke on the rethinking the work of rebuilding communities, institutions, and faith. That, that was kind of the topic on it, but what he also did was that he, he really shared uh, the history, and this is what I liked about this talk as well, this presentation, is that he shared the history of what happened when the co colonies, the colonialists came to America and the thought process that the colonists had towards the Native Americans that were already here and towards the idea that uh, they were purposed to change. It was their world to change, that they were in charge. It was their world to conquer. It was their world to, to overtake and to make the world, uh, you know, like God had given them the new world. Well, the new world was already here when they got here. <laughs> and to conquer uh, the new world instead of um, being that and having that understanding of who God is and embracing the wholeness and fullness of who God is and ministering in a way that that really is the way that God wants us to minister, of course, in love, in unity. And he talked a lot about community, a lot about it. So it was a great talk. They're probably going to do the, um, the broadcast, the recording of it. And once they get that, we'll uh, probably reference it again to let you check it out. I mean, it's heavy. It's heavyweight stuff, you know. And when we say heavyweight, you know, he's using words and terms that really, you really have to think. And it may take a while to, you know, may have to replay it or something. But, you know, I think that that's important for us to come up and grow and really get that, um, that, uh, that scholarly teaching, that understanding, and not so shallow, you know, not just the shallowness of, of uh, something to make us shout all the time because the word is going to make you shout anyway. I shout off the word. I just love God anyway. Uh, but to to get some substance. And I think that there's uh, there's an opportunity where we can embrace what our pastors have studied, what our teachers have studied and shared 
to pour into the lives of the people. And of course, here, an opportunity. Now, he's from Yale. He actually is a Yale guy. He's a professor at Yale. And, um, you know, not that that's all big and bad, wonderful, but I think it's pretty impressive. Yeah. In that he's built it and studied and has, uh, it says Dr. Willie James Jennings is currently serving as Associate Professor of Systematic Theology and Africana Studies at Yale University Divinity School. So, you know, let's broaden our let's broaden our knowledge because when we when we go when we go deep, it gets rooted in us. And I love it. I love it. Praise God. All right. Now here, I save the best for last, <laughs> and I say that in all love, Dr. Tony Evans, Dr. Tony Evans, and of course his wife, I remember when they started the ministry, their ministry there in Dallas, Texas. I was in Houston, Texas, I believe at the time, and they started that ministry, and I turned on that radio because, uh, of course, traveling in the car back and forth to work, you know, you're going to spend time in Houston sitting in, in the highway traffic even back then. And just would hear this man of God go and hear the testimonies about him and how him and his wife came and developed the ministry. And it was it just changed. It really he was a power force. It changed my life. You know, there are moments, there are things that we embrace in the word of God, people that God has sent and that have been given the opportunity to express their gifts. And that's another reason why we talk about purpose driven life here. We've recently been on that so that you can see and, and get inspired and think about what it is God has called you to do instead of just walking through, just don't walk through life and just live and die. That's, that's not even, that's not God, but Dr. Tony Evans, he has really, um, and he's still with us. We, he, we did lose sister Evans there, his wife, uh, the family, and there was a loss there, but, uh, let me just go ahead and share this screen here. And I want to share this. This is from the Christianity Today News. And this is a 2019 article. And it shares that uh, Tony Evans becomes the first sole African American to author a study Bible commentary named for him. Now, you know, you see that all the time, you know, not all the time, but you'll hear some of the different broadcasts and they say that they have a study Bible and all that. And that's well and good, you know, but this African-American man has done that and celebrating 50 years of historic ministry. The Dallas pastor discusses his advice <laughs> to Kirk Franklin and how his new releases highlight the black presence in scripture. Okay. So this was a, a, a article written by Adele Banks in November, came out November 13th, 2019. But here's a great picture of his, him and his wife, uh, uh, Lois Evans. And, 
you know, just the testimony to know that here is a for real live black Bible scholar. Yes, first solo African-American to author a study Bible commentary name for him. And uh, that was in 2019. And these are people that just poured their life. They just poured it out like like just an offering before God. And we, you know, we did lose her. But during the time when they had her funeral, there was so much that people said about her. But I think the main thing was the life that she lived with her husband and they built that together i mean they got wonderful men of god but you have wonderful men of god and they have great help meets wonderful women of god amen praise god so that right there um is uh is a great thing and you know they they're they're there they were there and they took took their life and they just gave it to god it says now he has a new title, the first African American to have both a study Bible and a full Bible commentary with his name. Okay. Paying attention to context is extremely important if you want to accurately understand what the Bible is saying, he writes in opening instructions of the new 1429 page commentary. If you don't pay attention to the context, you will, you are in danger of trying to make the Bible say something that it doesn't actually say. All right. Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship, his predominantly black non-denominational church, marked the fall release of the two tomes at a gospel star-studded celebration on Friday. So they... They just did a lot when it came to community and when it came to definitely the word of God. And you can definitely hear Dr. Tony Evans there. They have a great broadcast. They have a great broadcast and they also have, uh, you know, they, you can actually go out there on the YouTube so you'll get the notifications just like you do for LFHHM and this uh, this church is just just blessed by uh, this man of God and of course his wife Lois was a blessing all right super cool huh. now let's just go ahead go ahead and give God some glory now this is it's not a short praise it's not a long praise break it's a short praise break but we're going to enjoy this praise break right here huh and give God some glory come on let's give God some glory let's let's get it started right now give God some glory thank you Jesus for your keeping power thank you Jesus for your love thank you Jesus for sending men and women of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for the Bible scholars, for the pastors and preachers that are that are sent there after your own heart, God. Hallelujah. God, you're wonderful. Come on, let's get into this praise break.
is a woman healed during the praise break. She got healed. He took those crutches and threw them. Huh? Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. That's free. Come on, bruh. Get it. Get it. Get that praise. Come on, God. Help us pray. Jesus, getting it started, huh? Picking it up early, cause you know what? If the Lord tarries, Sunday's coming, huh? If He says He's gonna send Sunday, let's get ready to praise Him some more, huh? Get on, huh? Get on that battlefield at the church house. How how do we do it? We show up and we collectively give God glory. We collectively. Praise and worship God, stomping the devil's head. That's what we do. Come on. At the church house. And we let these men and women of God, these scholars, huh, that God has put in our lives, to we give them an opportunity to say what thus saith the Lord. And if you don't have a pastor huh, that will do that for you, then you, you need to, get, to find you a good church home. And if you need help with that, then let us know. Go out to the lfhhm.org website and contact us, and we'll help you find a church home. We sure will, huh? because it's God's way to come together and to give him glory. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we just thank you for this time to be on the go. We thank you for the conference that you sent and, and the testimony of how you sent it, God. Hallelujah. The perfect timing. And we just ask, God, that you will touch the hearts and minds of your people. Hallelujah. Let your word go forth and seek out and accomplish what it was intended to do. As you say in your word, it will do. God, we just ask that you will settle what's going on. Settle the world, God. Hallelujah. I understand prophecy, God. But, you know, we just ask for all the protection to be made for those that are in the uh the uh, invaded city that of Kiev, the uh, how the war is going in Russia with the invasion there, God. Father, we just ask that you just stay the hand of the enemy and protect the Christians that are there, the saints, God, and let your will be done. But in that, you know, we know that there's going to be wars and rumors of wars. But God, we just pray that you'll just extinguish this thing. God, so that there won't be any loss of life. God, protect and help, God, those you, you love. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, your people. Father, remember 
your people around the world. Remember the Christians in China. Remember the Christians around the world. Remember us, God. Help us to see and to clearly understand. Or give us Holy Ghost boldness to move it and have faith. Hallelujah. To, to do what you call for us to do. Hallelujah. To study God. To show ourselves approved, God, for we are responsible. Give us an urgency of responsibility to know that we are to minister the gospel. and We can't minister what we don't know. We just thank you for your word, God. We thank you that you do all things perfect and that you do all things right and that you know the end from the beginning. We thank you that you are God and besides you, there is no other. In Jesus' name, amen. All right now, whoo, I just love the Lord. How about you? Go ahead and get ready for tomorrow. Yeah, relax and enjoy the rest of your evening, but get them clothes laid out. If you, you know, so that way that devil won't try to trick you. I don't have nothing to wear. Get the food laid out. Start your dinner tonight if you can or whatever. So that way you won't be so frustrated because your house isn't in order, sis. It'll be all right. We love you. We love you in Jesus name. We love you. God bless you. And I always say, if the Lord says the same, we'll see you next time.